Welcome to Balance Banter. I'm your host, Christy Langle, certified exercise physiologist, owner of ChristyLangle.com, and survivor of an all-or-nothing lifestyle. Whether you're a motivated career woman or a stay-at-home mom of four, I'll be there to support you in all things in balance. We'll talk mindset, workouts, nutrition, healthy habits, and more. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hey there, Balance Babe. Welcome to episode number 37 of Balance Banter. It is officially March as of today when this episode goes live. Spring is right around the corner and we've got some amazing things happening in the Balance community. We just completed our February Burpee Challenge for the Mended Little Hearts Foundation in honor of National Heart Health Month. Just this past Friday, I had my first ever Balance Babes trivia night. I unleashed my inner game show host. It was so much fun. I had 20 questions about health and wellness and your balance journey. We all gathered with our favorite mocktail or cocktail um, and we played trivia and got a little bit competitive. It was super fun to get everyone together. love this community that I have built. Um, Now going into March, we're kicking off mobility month. So this month concentrating a little bit extra on flexibility, on mobility, on recovery. Those muscles are aching. They're feeling tight. We're working hard, but sometimes too with the cold weather, We're just getting achy joints and things are creaking. So really excited for this month to do an extra concentration on great mobility. I do have an additional 60-minute stretch uh, class coming up for the balance community as well. This will be a live event. So if you didn't know, if you're not part of the balance community, as you can hear and see, it's so much more than just workouts. We do a ton of things together. We're all in this together. We're all just trying to find our balance from afar. And last but not least, if you are ready to kick it up a notch for the summer, my Forever Balance Group coaching program opens again for enrollment on April 1st. The ladies that I'm working with right now, they are crushing it. They are eating their breakfast. They're doing their workouts. They are seeing the results, having more energy, less daily symptoms. It really is truly unbelievable. I'm absolutely Absolutely loving the journey with them. I'm opening up the next coaching program, like I said, for enrollment on April 1st. You have to be on the wait list in order to get the information to apply to enroll. So head to www.balanceworkoutapp.com forward slash waitlist if you have not added yourself to that waitlist yet. Like I said, you got to be on that list for me to send out the information about pricing and dates and all of the things to make sure it's a good fit for you. So um, either head to the show notes and click on that link or directly go to balanceworkoutapp.com slash waitlist. 
All right, so let's get into it. With March being my birthday month and it being a big birthday for me this year, I'm going to be 35 years old. That's a big one. Um, I want to get a little personal with my community this month, really dive into lessons that I've learned and things that I would have done differently. I truly believe that my journey will be someone else's survival guide. So any way that I can inform you guys or enlighten you as to what I've been through in hopes that it helps you possibly avoid some of that hardship or maybe do it even better than I did, I am all for it. So let's dive in. So my balance journey started back, I would say, in 2016. So I was back and forth about this. Like, when did I actually start trying to achieve balance? I would say that my aha moment was for was back in 2016 when I closed down my fitness studio in New York. So those of you that have followed me a while, you know that I had a brick and mortar gym in New York. I had it for five years. I was super young, helped a ton of people, but I was completely burned out and I wanted better for myself. So closing that gym down was the first step, I think, on my journey to trying to achieve a better balance for myself. And I knew I wanted better for myself. I knew I needed better for myself, but I don't think looking back that I truly understood or really had any idea what that actually meant. So thinking back, it's 2024 now. I almost said 2014. It's 2024. And I started back in 2016 trying to find more balance in my life. But I think it's safe to say that I've only truly achieved some more balance in the past two years. (laughs) So since 2016, I think it's even safe to say that I reached burnout at least one or more times since that aha moment that I had back in 2016. So there were a lot of hills. There were a lot of valleys. There were a lot of lessons learned, um, even though I knew I wanted better and I I desperately wanted it. I really didn't know what that mean or what that meant or how I could possibly get there. So like I said, this is an eight-year journey that I'm talking about and I don't think it really even started truly kicking in till about two years ago. Um, So I wanted to share with you guys today one of the biggest reasons that I think that I struggled so damn much to finally achieve some balance in my life and why it took me so damn long (laughs) to get here. So one of the things, the biggest things that I would definitely go back and do differently would be finding healthier coping mechanisms mechanisms and outlets for stress way early earlier on than I did in the past 2 years. So 
Here, let me explain. So what do I mean by that? First, what I want you to do, I want you to picture your stress level as a bucket. So envision a bucket right now, okay? Now, way back when, um, in historic times, we'll call them, stress looked super different. So stress was pretty infrequent. So like stress could be fending off a bear that might be coming into your your village um, and trying to steal all your food. That would be a stressful situation, but it didn't happen very often. And when it did, hopefully everyone was okay and then you calmed back down, right? Or maybe there was food scarcity. Like it was a really, um, really cold winter and a lot of your crops went bad. Um, So there wasn't a lot to eat. Um, But then fast forward, spring came, there was more food and everything kind of calmed down. Or maybe there was illness. Um, So around your village, maybe there was some... um, like terrible illness that was going on that you were worried about getting or your family had. Um, So stress was much more infrequent and it happened occasionally, but often there were breaks between back in historic times. But nowadays, stress is nonstop. It is totally chronic. And although many of our stressors are not actually physical, they are mental and emotional and they are constant, but our body is reacting to it the same. So think about it. Taxes are currently stressing everybody out. Um, PTA meetings, uh, getting stuck in traffic, um, being late for work, your kid being bullied at school, um, Facebook, um, your friend, something they posted about politics that pissed you you off. There is just a never-ending source of constant stress all of the time in our lives. And it's inevitable, um, but we have to figure out better ways to handle it, right? So for me, on my entrepreneurial journey, my stress bucket was constantly filled up high with the day-to-day stresses of pleasing clients, getting up early, going to bed late, um, making sure the rent was paid on time. Um, Do I have enough money in my account to pay my employees (laughs) their payroll this week? So I was a super resilient person. I I'd say I'm still very resilient, but, um, and I'd manage my stress levels as best I could. So, my stress bucket, but eventually, go ahead and picture that bucket now. Eventually, my bucket would spill over. I would explode and I'd be snapping at people, or I would hit rock bottom where I physically just couldn't get myself out of bed and I would, you know, cancel clients for the day because I just couldn't do it anymore. Or um, if there was a snow day and it was like only a half an inch, but I desperately needed a break, I'd just cancel the whole day. I would just not be able to do it anymore. My mental, emotional, physical self just had nothing left because my bucket was overflowing. And you know why my bucket was overflowing? Because I had no spouts. (laughs) Okay. Let me repeat that. Because I had no spouts. So picture that bucket again, ladies. But this time when you're looking at your bucket, I want you to imagine the bottom of the bucket that there's a tiny spout that 
slowly but consistently allows water to come out of the bucket. So almost like a leak. So if the water is consistently leaking out of the bucket at a slow but steady pace, the bucket has a much lower chance of spilling over, right? So That's where healthy coping and intentional stress-relieving activities come in. So your stress-relieving activities and healthy coping is essentially your spout on your bucket. And ladies, I had none of them. (laughs) I had zero healthy coping skills. I had zero intentional stress-relieving activities. I had no hobbies, nothing to fill my cup (laughs) um, or I should say to um, empty my spout or to empty my bucket. I had none of them. So my only source of relaxation was to come home and pour that much-deserved gigantic glass of water wine. And I know there's a lot of you out there right now, like nodding your head or maybe making a face to yourself like, oh, yep, that's that's how I roll. <laughs> it feels well deserved. It's the first thing you think about when you want to get when you get home from a long, hard day. But let me tell you that one glass of wine stopped helping me relax and eventually it turned into two glasses of wine and then somehow some nights the whole bottle would just magically be gone <laughs> so it stopped relax being relaxing and it started causing me more anxiety i started waking up in the middle of the night with my heart racing just panicking about the next day i'd find myself feeling groggy and not performing well like how i wanted to at all i was i was less motivated i was totally Totally making it worse. So my stress relief habit of pouring that glass of wine every night was actually contributing to my bucket completely spilling over. So the self-care attitude that I had towards alcohol was the biggest thing causing my bucket to explode in the end, but I had nothing else to lean on. So That's where I've worked really hard over the past two years to really find healthier outlets. So that's what I wanted to share with you today are some of my top five spouts, I should say, or healthy coping mechanisms or um, hobbies that fill my cup so that no matter how stressed I am, I'm constantly letting some water out with my tiny little spout at the bottom of my bucket. And you, everyone out there, you need these too. If you don't have them, I need you to find them. All right. So here is the first one. So first one for me, which has stuck the most, I taught myself how to knit those fat, chunky blankets that you see in the stores. They look so cozy, but they're super expensive. They're just like ginormous and you can like bottle yourself up in it and take the best nap ever. So I've always wanted one of those. Um, and I taught myself how to do it. I watched a bunch of YouTubes. I bought some really inexpensive yarn from Hobby Lobby and knitting with my hands is now one of the biggest stress relieving hobbies that I have. So yes, it's mindless, but it puts gets my brain in a different place. It's very calming. It's soothing. And everyone else doesn't mind because they all have blankets <laughs> for birthdays or Christmas for holidays. Everyone always wants me to make them a blanket and I'm all good with it because it makes me feel great. All right. So the second one that I've gotten good at 
utilizing on a daily basis as well is meditation. So I use a free app called the Insight Timer. um, And I have played around with a lot of different types of meditations. Um, I actually struggle a ton with the meditations where you're just concentrating on your breathing and trying to relax. I know you guys are with me out there. Uh, You try to concentrate on your breathing and it lasts for like four seconds before you're thinking about what you should be doing (laughs) instead. So for me, specifically yoga needs meditations where you're concentrating on different parts of your body and concentrating on helping those muscles relax, though that has been a game changer for me. So consistently, I do this every night as I'm trying to fall asleep, um, but I do work this into a daily day. If I find myself like sitting at my computer with my shoulders shrugged up next to my ears, just I'm clenching my fists for no reason. Everything is tight. I will press pause and take five minutes and do a meditation for myself. Um, Another thing that I have done for myself is started incorporating walks into my routine for pleasure. So something that I was in a real bad habit of was Things were that were activities that burn calories were more forced activities to lose weight and be skinnier and win my bodybuilding competitions and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I never just actually took it upon myself to go outside and just walk without a eye watch on and without caring how many calories I burn and without caring how fast it was or how long it was to just go outside and take a walk and listen to the birds or uh, laugh at the turtle that's in the pond under the fountain or whatever it might be, just feeling the breeze, really just like soaking up the outdoors for pleasure and just getting out and moving my body in a way that feels good. All right. So that is number three on my top five list. Number four is coffee dates. So a lot of times way back when, um, when I would have a break from work, um, it would be like a big night out with friends and, you know, going out and there's shots and drinking too much and feeling crappy the next day and all the things. And I felt like, Yes, I felt like I deserved to relax and that's where, you know, relaxing with alcohol would come in, but also felt like I had to make up for lost time with not seeing my friends and and making the most out of the night and all it would do would set me back tremendously, feeling terrible the next day, more exhausted, more burned out, stress bucket overflowing completely. So now in order to prioritize healthy relationships and distraction and community, I love scheduling coffee dates with my friends. So in the morning, bright and early, starting my day with a hot cup of coffee and some good conversation, whether we're at a local coffee shop or if we're grabbing coffee and we're walking and talking. So doubling up on my walks for pleasure and my coffee dates. But Having a coffee date or a walk and talk with a friend in the morning is a total game changer for my mood, just giving my mental and emotional self a break and really filling my cup with good friendships. So that's number four. And number five is mind dumping. So I'll be 1000% honest with you guys. I am not as consistent with this as I want to be. Um, We all tend to avoid some of the feelings that we 
have a lot of time. So things like knitting or meditation or walks feel a little bit easier. But when I do take a moment to journal or mind dump everything that I'm feeling, everything that's racing around in my brain, when I write it down, when I put it down on paper, it is so elating. It feels so good, like relaxing my, like I just took everything off of my chest. I feel a little bit lighter, less heavy with a burden. Um, and I try to do this at nighttime. I do keep a little journal next to my, uh, on my bed stand, I should say next to my bed where each night I think about it. (laughs) And some nights the pen comes out and the words go on the paper. Other nights they do not. But I will say this is something that I've incorporated more and I want to continue to get better, better at because it truly does help. Okay. So the real message that I want you to take home from today is understanding the difference between numbing yourself and relaxing with therapeutic activities. Those are two different things. So when you're trying to open up your spouts on your bucket and make yourself feel better, the mind-numbing scrolling on social media, the mind-numbing Netflix, the mind-numbing wine, it's not going to make you feel any better, okay? You have to take the time and make the time to figure out what will work for you that what is going to be a spout, what is going to make you feel better, what is going to keep that bucket from overflowing. And then, like I said, take the time, make the time and work it into your everyday routine so that that spout is slightly open and decreasing your stress levels on a daily basis. Don't just rely on these tools. When you're already stressed out and your bucket's spilling over, let your spout continue to flow one day at a time so that you can keep going without exploding. And I promise you, it will be the game changer for you on your balance journey. Okay, I hope this was helpful today. If you want to dive deeper, this topic is a huge, huge, huge component of my Forever Balance coaching program. I focus on this so, so much from personal experience and professional experience. So again, my next eight-week program enrollment opens on April 1st. If you're not already on the wait list so that you receive that information in your inbox, head to www.balanceworkout app.com slash waitlist to add yourself to the list and to learn more about the program. All right, ladies, everybody have a great day. I will see you in two weeks. Thank you. Bye.